Welcome to Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 47, recorded April 24, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Locksmith hailed a hero, jury sides with Kimi, Banner acquires HL Flake, new article on the belt system, possibly the world's tiniest challenge lock, a $30 million international bank heist and other lockpicking criminals and criminal locksmiths, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can find the video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post full links. So if you're using one of those, you can always find full show notes with links at thelocksportscast.com. I'm going to start with a correction this week. Uh, last week, I mentioned that Tool US was doing their elections and the elections ran until the 23rd. But that appears to not actually be the case this year. That's what I interpreted from their email, which said elections from April 2nd to the 23rd. And it said, if you haven't received your ballot, to email them and talk to them, which is what I relayed last week. But uh, Cheryl did email them. Cheryl uh, sent them an email and he included me on the reply. And they said that, they don't think any ballots have gone out yet. As with everything uh, in these times, things have been a bit delayed. So I guess just keep checking your email for your ballot because it hopefully should be coming soon. First up in the news this week, a locksmith has been hailed a hero by a celebrity radio presenter. Alan Ayers, 64, of Hythe, currently runs Lockforce Colchester and has been a locksmith for more than 25 years. While working a job in Lexton, he received a phone call from a Lisa Matthews, whose mother is being treated in the hospital. Very upset and struggling to get her words out, she explained that her elderly and ill dad was trapped at home alone due to his carer being unable to get in. Mr. Ayers says... I told her to calm down because she was so stressed and she was really panicking. I immediately dropped what I was doing and rushed over there and managed to get the door unlocked and get inside. I then went and calmed her dad down and then made him a cup of tea and had a chat with him before calling his daughter to tell her all was okay. All was okay. She literally burst into tears and was so pleased and relieved because she was working on the other side of London and was not able to get there. While there, he also repaired the back door, which was being held shut by bits of wood. He then went about his day and thought no more of it. But later, he started to get phone calls and texts from his friends and family saying he had just been named Hero of the Day on Sarah Cox's Radio 2 program. He said, I was flabbergasted because Lisa Matthews had put me up for it because of what I did for her and I was just stunned. It was all about how much of a hero I was and ever since then people have been calling me about it. It's all a bit embarrassing, if I'm honest, but I will definitely call Lisa soon to thank her. During his career as a locksmith, Mr. Ayers has helped a lot of people. Earlier this year, he came to the rescue of an NHS doctor who'd locked himself out of his car and left his keys inside. Mr. Ayers says, People do panic when they lose their keys, so I shot around there straight away, and he was so pleased. After what doctors and nurses have done this year, I will never charge them for my services again. They deserve it. In some industry news here, a federal jury in Marshall decided this week that Kimi, a key duplication kiosk maker headquartered in New York, 
did not infringe patents belonging to competitor the Hillman Group. The six patents in the suit related to self-service key duplication technology that covered the operation and management of kiosks. The patents relate to critical mechanical and electrical systems for identifying an existing key and cutting that pattern onto a key blank. Hillman, the plaintiff, produces a variety of key duplication machines, including its fast key, minute key, and key crafter key duplication machines. KeyMe provides self-service key duplication kiosks to the retail industry and derives its revenue from the sale of keys duplicated in the kiosks, the lawsuit states. The jury trial began in Marshall's federal court on April 5th and concluded on April 12th with the jury reaching a unanimous verdict, finding that KeyMe did not infringe any claims in the patents in the suit. Also, Banner Solutions has now announced its acquisition of HL Flake Security Hardware based in Houston. HL Flake is one of the largest independent security hardware distributors in the United States with strong position in the locksmith market. Brendan Dealey, president and CEO of Banner Solutions, said HL Flake is a company we've long admired for their commitment to serving the locksmith customer. This represents a tremendous opportunity for Banner Solutions to add a wealth of expertise and history in that critical channel, as well as an assortment of products that more completely service the needs of the locksmith. At the same time, HL Flake customers will gain the power of the Banner industry-leading distribution network. Mark D. Knight, CEO of HL Flake, said, from our beginnings as a bicycle retailer to today, HL Flake has now spent 109 years focused on our customers. By becoming a part of Banner Solutions, we have the opportunity to expand our product offering and distribution network to serve our locksmith customers better than ever. We're proud to join a company that has the same commitment to taking care of its customers. Uh, this acquisition marks Banner Solutions 7th as a platform and 2nd under Tailwind Capital, HL Flake Security Hardware will be integrating into Banner Solutions throughout 2021 to ensure minimal disruption for customers. HL Flake customers will continue to deal with the same team they have grown accustomed to throughout the years, according to the press release. In community news, Midnight Philopicker um, dropped by and wanted to let me know about the video Rune made. Um, for his grandfather, uh, after his grandfather's passing here recently. And um, I just want to personally say, uh, sorry for your loss, Rune. Um, I don't really know what to say. It's hard to hard to know what you're going through, especially with uh, all the isolation that we have now. So um, I hope you're doing okay. And if you need anything, just reach out and ask. In other news, uh, Zephine has put out a new article on the Tool UK blog entitled The Belt Ranking System. Uh, it's a really good article, and he covers what the system is, and just as importantly, what it isn't. Basically, what it can do, what it can't do, what it can rank, what it can't rank. It's very well thought out and very well written, and I really recommend that you head over there and check it out. That's on uh, tool.uk under their blog section, and if you want, there's a link in the show notes. Ken Nixon put out another video on the Quickset Smart Key SC1 Keyway version, the new one. He, his description says, in-depth analysis with picking vectors of Quickset SC1 Smart Key Lock. And he does a, a more in-depth analysis than last time even, and he does show 
uh, one possible way it might be picked, and he does run through it with a, a couple of sliders removed, showing that it can be done, he thinks. So um, I'd be interested to see somebody do it with all of the sliders in place, see how well that works. Mr. Blackmagic made a new lock cam video featuring the Miwa Anchor 3800. The lock has a combination of dimple pins and magnetic sliders. It's a very cool mechanism, and he does a very good job of breaking it down, showing you the sliders, how they work, and how to pick it. Also, he has made what may be the world's tiniest challenge lock. He calls it La Petite Mort. He used an Abus 6520 with a combination of undercuts, custom drivers, small keyway blocker, and a little top of the keyway disruption to help prevent uh, proper tensioning. So looks very, very difficult to pick. And I'll have a link to the tweet he put up in the show notes. And if you've ever thought about becoming a locksmith and wondered what kind of glorious and exciting things you get to do on a daily basis, then I have a video for you. The video is called A Locksmith Day Movie, and you can find it on the SE Lock and Key YouTube channel. Jason edited together a video that shows a day in the life of a locksmith, and if after you finish watching you still want to be a locksmith, then uh, I recommend you head over to Lockpicking Patrolman's channel and check out the video series we talked about last week where he's doing his Cop to Locksmith vlog series. We have some new records this week at the speedlocks.org. They're speed picking records. The We have a first record on the six pin version of the 1100 picked by at the Tin Man 1986 in 23.232 seconds. A first record on the Urban Alps Stealth Key picked by Mr. Black Magic in 1 minute 36.96 seconds. A first record on the Pollock 7, picked by Mr. Blackmagic in 116.84. A first record on the Asa Decimo 8 slider version by Mr. Blackmagic in 45.72 seconds. A first record on the Canard uh, 5 pin, pin and pin lock, picked by Lock Affinity in 23.033 seconds. A first record on the Isis, picked by Rune in 4 minutes 57.363 seconds short, and shortly after a new record from HV Logic in 3 minutes 9.3 seconds we have a first record on the Packlock 100G picked by Kraken in 52.433 a first record on the Magno or Master Lock Magnum M5 picked by Lemon in 1.8 seconds a new record on the Master Lock 3 by Kraken in 0.6 seconds. And a couple new entries for the 1100. Uh, none of them were new bests. Moving on to the Lock Pickers United Karate Belts. We have three new purple belts. One by, one by Memorian, then Mog Lambert, and Salt Maker Shaker all earned their purple belts this week. We also have three new brown belts. Logan is on Discord. Red Wanderer and Mal all got their brown belts. Duckfax and Efficient Oringo both earned their red this week. Congratulations to all of you. Very well done. And a new announcement on the Lockpickers United Discord reads, I'd like to welcome 
Bugato to the Circle of Black Belt Pickers. He tackled the Asa Twin 6K, the Asa Twin Combi, a Miwa U9, and a Miwa PR. To top it off, he showed his versatility by cracking a Group 2 dial. Please congratulate him. Congratulations, Mugato. Very, very well done. And welcome, well, I can't welcome you to the Black Belt because I'm not a Black Belt. But uh, congratulations on becoming a Black Belt. If you are not already familiar with the Lockpickers United Karate Belt System, there will be links in the show notes to the belt ranking page on uh, Reddit. So you can head over there and check out the rules and how to earn one of those. And now it's time to take a quick break and say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Uh, We'll start off with the founding executive producers. These are the Patreon members that help support the show financially. We have Bill N., Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starry Lock, Williams Brain, Dave Dewey Deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, P.H. Becker, Three Raccoons in a Raincoat, and Chirel. And then for content producers, we have the chief content producer this week is Mr. Black Magic. The other content producers this week are Chirel, Evil Arch Conservative, Georgia Jim, HV Logic, Joshua Gonzalez, Michael Gilchrist, Midnight Fellow Picker, Panda Frog, Pocket Woman, Pyrolock, Rune, and Starlock. Thank you to all of you. Um, news has been a little light this week. Uh, for what was sent in so just remember that the show is only possible because of the support of the community um so if you're getting value out of this podcast please return some value to this podcast the most important way you can do that is news links information anything you have that's lock sport related that you think the rest of the community should know or would just be entertained by knowing send it in and don't be afraid to send stuff that you think somebody else has already sent because quite often they haven't so I say that a lot, but I still get people saying, well, I figured somebody else would have sent you that. Um, No, they don't. (laughs) Uh, Other things you can do. uh, Share the podcast with your friends. Anybody you know that's interested in lockpicking, share the podcast with them in person or online. It doesn't matter. Just get it on their radar. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. If you want to help financially, you can donate via Patreon or PayPal. If you join on Patreon, you do get a private RSS feed through them that will get you the show a little bit early. As soon as I'm done editing it, I upload it and the patrons get it then. Usually it's about a day early, sometimes two days. Um, And if it's an interview episode, they get it about a week early, usually. If you support the show with a donation or information I can use in the show, I will give you credit and a shout out on the show so uh if you're wanting to hear your name on the show that's one way to do it uh just a reminder i am looking for anybody that is in the community that runs some sort of service for the community um either a web store or they sell locks or they make cutaways anything that you do the community that you'd be willing to set up a way for me to do a gift certificate or a gift card. I would love to buy some from you to put up as an alternative for the pack locks in my giveaway for people who may have already won them or don't want one of them. Uh, something in the 20 to $25 range would be ideal uh, per giveaway. So, you know, I haven't heard anything from anybody. So uh, uh, hopefully somebody out there is interested in doing that. because It's something I'd really like to do. If not, I'll have to, Go to one of the vendors that's outside the community, but I'd rather keep my money inside the community 
and have a go-to from one community member to the other. Don't be afraid to send some feedback if you want. Uh, it can be video, audio, or just written. Um, and just make sure it's non-political and not dr dramatic and work safe. And uh, I will include it in the show. Moving on to the crazy locksmith story this week. I'm actually pulling it from a different source instead of being from the usual American key supply. This story is from Mr. Ayer, the hero locksmith mentioned in the article at the top of the show. He says his funniest experience of having to get someone out of trouble involved a stranded man in a bath towel and a cheeky pet pooch. He said, I got a call from a man in Bergholt saying he had been locked out of his house and was in his neighbor neighbor's home. When I got there, he came out with just a towel around him. And so I had to ask him what had happened. He told me he had gone to check if the milkman had dropped off his milk and then the dog had jumped and shut the door behind him. It was right on High Street as well, so everyone could see him. I could not stop laughing. That was a really funny one. In lockpicking criminal news this week, according to federal authorities, three Brooklyn men were arrested and accused of stealing more than $30 million in cash and other valuables from safe deposit boxes across Europe. A grand jury indictment charged the men with money laundering, conspiracy, and violation of the Traveler Act after a string of alleged thefts between March 2015 and October 2019 at banks in Ukraine, Russia, North Macedonia, Moldavia, Latvia, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, and France. According to the indictment, the men targeted foreign banks that appeared to lack certain security features, including video surveillance cameras in certain areas. They opened accounts in those branches to get into safe deposit box rooms where they used sophisticated camera equipment, including a borescope, to photograph the insides of locks of the other individuals' safe deposit boxes, court documents said. Then they made and used duplicate keys to open those boxes and steal their contents, including currency, gold bars, jewelry, and other property, according to the indictment. FBI Assistant Director William Sweeney Jr. said in a statement, The crimes that we allege in this indictment read like something straight out of Hollywood fiction. The thieves used sophisticated tools to thwart security systems at foreign banks and tried to cover their tracks by laundering money through U.S. banks. <laughs> it, it, it does sound like something out of a... A Hollywood movie. Um, but there it is. In Kingston, Ontario, Canada, Kingston police said in a news release that at about 11.40 p.m., officers saw a man riding his bicycle. As they watched him, the officers saw him commit multiple Highway Traffic Act violations, so they stopped him. As they investigated further, they found that he was from the area and he was breaching court-imposed conditions, so they arrested him. They searched him and found a lockpick gun and a quantity of substance suspected to be crystal methamphetamine, police said. He was charged with possession of break-in instrument, unlawful possession of a Schedule 1 substance, failure, failing to comply with an undertaking, whatever that means, and two counts of breaching his probation. And in Spain, national police officers in Malaga have arrested a wanted 56-year-old Spanish man catching him red-handed at the scene of his last crime as he was leaving a house he had just robbed. 
The investigation was launched in February after 14 robberies were reported in a short period of time by property owners in the capital, all committed by a criminal using the exact same modus operandi of scaling walls and breaking and entering via a window and always during the day. On April 15th, officers from the UDEV robbery group caught the suspect as he was exiting a home he had just broken into and robbed. He tried to escape on foot, but was eventually intercepted after a chase. As a result of this one arrest, the investigators were able to link the man to the 14 previous robberies, and it turned out that the suspect was a highly experienced robber who had 68 previous convictions for similar activity, spending time in prison. A subsequent search of the man's home revealed numerous items that had previously been reported stolen, including mobile phones, jewelry, watches, and bicycles. Officers found a complete set of professional lock picks as well. And uh, just on a personal note, an important thing to note here is that he owned a set of picks, but he didn't appear to be carrying them or using them in his break-ins, probably because it's not the quickest or easiest way to get into most homes. And not lock-picking criminal story, but it is related and interesting. Police have interviewed four people from a locksmith company who bombarded a pop-up internet advert featuring one of their rivals. The aim was to keep the company's name as low as possible in any online search engine, as well as costing them money. An Alicante-based emergency locksmith firm complained to the police that their advertising budget was being drained by hundreds of bogus clicks from around Spain. The company claimed that they took a big financial hit as each click on their ads cost them 20 euro and their daily quota of visitors was being quickly used up. Policia Nacional cyber experts tracked the IP addresses the bombarding clicks were coming from. It appeared they had no interest in the services of Locksmith with multiple hits being recorded in short periods. Three men and a woman were identified behind the operation, and they were all involved with another locksmith company. They have been interviewed by the Policia Nacional in Alicante and face possible fraud charges. And I know I'm pronouncing all these words wrong. In West Virginia, a Mountain Lake Park man has been arrested on charge of impersonating a police officer. In April, detectives with the Garrett County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigation Criminal Investigation Division conducted an investigation into a Mountain Lake Park resident allegedly impersonating a police officer and operating a locksmith company without a license. They say that during the end of March, the owner of ABC Lock and Key LLC reportedly unlocked a truck at the pilot station in Grantsville. In the subsequent days following, he called the truck company, allegedly identifying himself as an officer with the State Police of Maryland and requesting payment or he would place a suspension on the trucker's license. Detectives conducted further interviews and determined that he is not a certified police officer and does not possess a locksmith license or a business license. On April 15th, detectives assisted by patrol deputies and troopers executed a search and seizure warrant. As a result of the search, detectives located several bifold wallets with police-style badges and a laminated police-style badge with a police pin on a clip in the residence, their press release uh, states. Also, according to the release, they located numerous locksmith tools, blank keys, and a key-making machines. 
Detectives obtained an arrest warrant charging the suspect with two counts of impersonating a police officer and acting as a locksmith without a license. He was taken into custody on April 19th. In sales this week, they are essentially the same as last week. Nothing new. Megadepot.com, 5% off an order of $250 or more on Abus products with the code ABU5. That expires on 430. 10% off at 3DLockSport.com with the code PACKLOCK10. 15% off at Mako Locks with the code by Mako. Also, the Black Friday specials page is still working at Mako Locks, so I don't know <laughs> what that's about. And UK Lock Pickers, 10% off with the code GIF. Uh, no expiration on any of those last ones, but I checked them this morning. They're all still working. Moving on to giveaways. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is don't forget to check out SE Locking Key on YouTube. Uh, Jason randomly does kind of games and giveaways for his viewers, and he, you know, he's always entertaining on the live streams. So uh, I recommend you go over there and tune in every Saturday morning if you are at all interested. You kind of got to be there to participate. And Evil Arch Conservative is still running his hashtag Leather and Locks giveaway. Uh, Two prize packages, one leather, one locks, ends May 3rd. Head over to his channel and watch Leather and Locks 234 subscriber giveaway if you are uh, looking for the rules on that. Speed Sloth is still having his Seven Deadly Sins giveaway, so head over to his channel, watch the Seven Deadly Sins hashtag Speed Sloth to get the full detailed rules, but basically there are going to be two rounds. The first round winners will win one of seven Master Lock 6835s that are all keyed identically, and they will all progress to the second round. So head over there, check out all his rules if you're interested. Panda Frog has his hashtag SpeedPanda1500 giveaway running until the 1st of May. So if you hurry up, you can still get entered into that, and links to his video, like all the others, will be in the show notes. PandaFrog also has his monthly giveaways running for his challenge coins and random locks. So if you head over, you can check out the April rules, which are still in effect for a little while longer here. And you can check that out his, in his English 164 video on his channel. Don't forget to check out uh, CLK Supplies if you're into giveaways. Watch their videos every week. They do their hashtag LockBoss giveaways with some really nice prizes. So you should heck, head over there and check that out. Starlock and Pocket Woman do their hashtag shoutout Monday series where they shout out channels with fewer than 100 subscribers on YouTube and try to incentivize you to go over there, comment, and check them out by Starlock doing a giveaway every month for a 20-pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So head over there and check out those videos. The Lock Sportscast is doing... Uh, my pack lock a month giveaway currently because um, I have nothing else to give away at this point. So uh, if you want to get entered in that, send in information that I can use on the show. Every bit of information that gets used on the show gets an entry for the person that sends it. Even if more than one person send it, I give every one of you an entry. So don't be afraid to send something, even if you think somebody else has sent it anyway. You can also share the show on social media and tag me to make sure I see it. And you will get entered in the giveaway that way too. Um, and if you have some service for the community that you are willing to set up a gift card or gift certificate for, let me know. I'd love to buy a few as uh, options for my giveaway. 
Remember to send me any information you have that's Locksport related. Even if you don't think it's important or you think somebody else has sent it anyway, go ahead and send it to me. It might just be the bit of info I need to put together an episode. If not, no harm done. Uh, as always, thank you for your continued support. And please remember to support each other as well in all these uh, times that we're having. And most of all, keep it legal. Bye. Prescription is more cowbell.